Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode number 38 of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I'm not going to introduce this today because Annie gave out to me on Wednesday about the introduction. But for anyone that wants to know, my name is William. And my name is Annie. Hiya, Annie. Um, I know it feels like it was only a couple of hours ago that I was speaking to you. Uh, well, how's your week going? I know you're on holidays at the moment. Thanks for taking the time to uh, talk to us. <laughs> oh, you know, you have to pretend that it's different days that you're doing the podcast and that we didn't just record a Patreon and that we didn't just have a big row in the middle of it. And it's not a few days later and everything's fixed. <laughs> a valid row a valid row a row about headphones lads a, li- a l- actual row about headphones i mean this is what happens when you um your friends who have a podcast together just to itty bitties tiny little things like headphone quality become a major reason for divorce don't they gorgeous they do and the papers have been served <laughs> It's a good thing I'm go. It's a good thing I have a little break coming up. I think we need a little break. Um, thanks for having me on the show, Will. No one else was free, so um, it was just to have you, have you again. Um, people are booked up, you know. Yeah, I can't yeah. really get anybody, you know. Uh-huh. What sure, what can you do? Um, what should we have you now? But before we get started, we better say a thank you to some new Patreon subscribers. Oh, yes. And I would like to say thank you so much to you guys. We uh, have had a little flurry of people jumping on board the train that is Motu Weird Wednesdays and all the stuff that you get on the Patreon. And we just want to say in all seriousness, which we never really are serious. Thank you so much. And this week, a special thank you to Theodora Gotsis and Zarna Mannix. What beautiful, exotic names you have. Thanks so much for supporting us. And thank you so much to Joe Williams, who also signed up this week. Thank you very, very, very much. Your support is 
very much appreciated. So now, Annie, do you want to get into this week's story? (sighs) What I really want to get into is a psychological assessment of you and your trickery. But because we don't have a psychologist to hand, I suppose... I'll listen to your story. Yeah, Roisin, just write that down again. She's bully, bullying comment. Yeah, just write it down in the book. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, I'll have to get you a new book. Okay. Why is that full? Oh, that's full. Oh, they're all full. Well, I only got you them last week. They're, all of them are full. Right, okay. I'll, well, okay, thanks, Roisin. I'll write down another. Uh, sorry, no, Annie, sorry, ro- um, me and Roisin have admin stuff just to do there. Yeah, um, sorry, I think she got the list of your ex-boyfriends mixed up with the list of harassment going on at the studio. But never mind, never mind. Don't keep me waiting for this story. Okay, Annie, now a couple of weeks ago you did a story, um, if you remember, um, the Dyatlov Pass. I did, and a lot of people said it had been one of their favourites so far. Uh, a story that resonated far and near. Yes, I remember well. And today we're going to redo the story and do it justice. (laughs) (laughs) This is basically like copying my homework, yes. Imagine I just did, I rehashed your story word for word and I just did, I just narrated it and said to you. No, today, Annie, I have the American Dyatlov Pass. (gasps) No shit. No way. This is a heartbreaking and mysterious tale and I shall say no more than to just get into it. Our story begins on Friday the 24th of February 1978 in the town of Oroville, Northern California. Five young men by the names of Bill Sterling, Jack Hewitt, Ted Weeher, Jack Madruga and Gary Matthias had plans to watch a basketball game at California State University in Chico. A light snowfall had been forecast that evening and so Gary Matthias's mother and stepfather tried to convince him to bring his windbreaker but Gary informed them that he wouldn't need one as the men would be returning straight home after the game and had no other plans. Jack Madruga drove the men in his 1969 Mercury Montego on a two-hour journey towards Chico. There was no doubt that the two-hour trip was filled with talk of sport and utter excitement. Family members reported that all five of the men were looking forward to the game and had been talking about it for weeks. Each of the men were avid basketball fans and never passed up an opportunity to watch a televised or local game. The men even played on a team called the Gateway Gators and had a game scheduled the next day on the 25th. This game was the latest game the men had competed in in an attempt to qualify for the Paralympics and earn a free trip to Los Angeles if they won the game. All of the five men were either intellectually disabled or suffered from some sort of mental health condition. They had gained their friendship after attending a programme in Yuba City called the Yuba City Gateway Programme, where they learnt life skills and social skills playing on the centre's basketball team. Ted Weeher was shy and friendly, Some people described him as having the mind of a child. Jack Hewitt suffered from a slightly dropped head, but his friends described him as having a natural cheerfulness about him. Bed Sterling was deeply religious and was described as being similar to Ted in having the mind of a child. Church was his life. Jack Madruga served in the army in Vietnam, but was discharged after medical evaluation. Never given official diagnosis, Family members described him as being generally slow. 
However, Jack was a fully functioning adult who was competent enough to earn his state driver's license. Gary Mateus had also served in the army. However, after a drug-related breakdown in 1973, he developed paranoid schizophrenia and was discharged from the army. Back in the States, he was on medication which improved his life greatly. He was even able to hold down a job landscaping for his stepfather's landscaping business. When all five of the men failed to return home that evening, their parents and families were fraught with worry. They immediately contacted the police. It was unheard of that the men would stay out late. Although Gary would sometimes stay out late with other friends, but he would always return home. Soon, word of the missing men would reach Chico, where witnesses reported seeing them at the game. Other witnesses watched them leave in Madruga's Montego when the game finished. A cashier also came forward to say that the men had come into his shop before it closed, purchasing several bottles of milk, soda and snacks. Lieutenant Lance Ayers led the case. Ayers knew the men well. In fact, he went to the same high school as Ted Weir and his brothers. He instructed that the search be broadened into the Feather River mountain range and worked extensively trying to trace the men. His decision to broaden the search would pay off. On Tuesday, February 28th, a forest ranger found Jack Madruga's car abandoned on an unpaved road near Orville in the Rogers Cow Camp area past Elk Retreat at an elevation of 4,500 feet. The turquoise and white 1969 Mercury Montego was located around a two and a half hour drive from Chico in the opposite direction from the route the men would have been expected to drive home and way up in the mountains in the Plumas National Forest. Inside the car were a number of snack wrappers strewn over the seats. Four maps were inside the glove box. The police noted the car had been perfectly parked half a quart tank of petrol, the more than enough for the men to return home on. The car may have been discovered sooner only for a thick blanket of snow that had fallen in the previous days, resulting in the car being partially covered and hidden from view. The police ruled out mechanical failure, lack of fuel and the car becoming stuck in the snow, making the reason for abandoning the car even more baffling. The search would be halted until the spring after huge snowstorms moved into the area. These deadly snowstorms would surely result in more men missing if the search had continued. I'm going to burp so one minute. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing so good, Will. I'm so proud of you. You're doing so good. There's only been one change of underpants and nobody even heard it. And you can pronounce most words. Ayers was desperate to find the men and spent most of his time following up on leads, hoping to piece together a part of the story he might be missing. He was determined to find them. On the 4th of June, Ayers received a phone call from a group of motorcyclists at the US Forest Survey Camp. There inside a trailer, the motorcyclists had come across the body of Ted Weir, wrapped in several layers of blankets. His 200-pound frame had shed around 80 pounds. His shoes were missing and frostbite had ravaged his feet. The length of his beard determined that he had been alive for approximately eight weeks. But for some reason, it seemed he hadn't left the bed. Inside the trailer, police found heavy clothing, matches, playing cards, books, wooden furniture and other materials which could have easily been used to start a fire. 
but there had been no apparent attempt to start the fire, despite the freezing temperature on the mountain. A propane tank connected to the trailer, which could have provided a ready source of heat and cooking fuel, was untouched. All they had to do was turn the gas on and they'd have gas to the trailer and heat. In the storage shed outside, there was a year's supply of sea rations. These were individually canned, pre-cooked and prepared meals issued to the US military. The men consumed 36 of these meals, but left the majority of them untouched. In addition, there was a huge supply of freeze-dried meals. One of the sea ration cans had been opened with an army P-38 can opener. The following day, the police found the body of Jack Madruga, 11 miles from the trailer, near a road heading back to the car. It appeared he had died from exposure on the way. It was noted, however, that he had been dragged 10 feet to a nearby stream and his eyes and two of his fingers were missing. On the other side of the road, the police found the bones of Bill Sterling. Predators had spread his remains over an area of approximately 50 feet. Two days later, Jack Hewitt was found alongside his Levi jeans and the shoes he had been wearing on the night he disappeared. Gary Mateus' whereabouts remain unknown to this day. His shoes had been discovered in the trailer, but police believed he had swapped them out for Weir's much larger and leather shoes because frostbite may have swollen his own feet. Clearly the men had somehow become stuck on the mountain and decided to leave the car in search for shelter and food. They may have had an idea of where the service trailer was after viewing the maps in the glove box. After reaching the trailer, it appeared that they may not have been able to start a fire. After the weather had improved, three of the men had tried to return to the car and possibly to get help. It was speculated that after the three men failed to return, Matthias may have gone to try find his friends and give them blankets and unfortunately succumbed to the elements himself. But this is all speculation. And why did the men go to the mountain in the first place? What possessed them to trek for 20 miles through forest on an icy cold night? We'll stop there now, Annie. What's your thoughts so far? I'm kind of speechless. I don't know what to think. It's so, so similar to the... So similar in some ways to the Day Out Love Past thing, but in this case, mm. but in this case, you have men that like weren't prepared at all. Obviously, you know, some of them wouldn't have had as much of um like cognitive abilities as like a totally able person. So the fact that like could they have all decided to go on this adventure? And if they did, why did they? How did they know that this place was even there? Or how to get to it, or like, wow, I don't know, I'm just so, it's so strange. Very strange. Things are about to get even weirder. (gasps) None of the men had travelled on that road before, nor would they have been familiar with the area. Madruga's mother claimed that someone, or possibly something, had chased them up that mountain trail. She said that she would find it hard to believe that anyone would be able to get the upper hand on them. The men were strong and athletic and were well able to handle themselves. Rumours surrounding their death circulated. They ranged from a paranormal trickster entity which had lured them into the forest to foul play. Strangely, one person's account of the night told a very peculiar story. 
On the 2nd of June 1978, Lieutenant Ayres spoke to a man, Joseph Shones, who said he had been driving along the same road where he had discovered Madruga's car. Bizarrely, Shones had suffered a mild heart attack after his car had become stuck in the snow. He drifted in and out of consciousness, but said he awoke at 2am to strange whistling noises outside. Shones looked out the window and reported seeing several men and a woman holding a baby in front of a pair of car headlights. Shones said he called out to them, but the group just returned to their car and turned off their headlights. He said later that night he was again awoken by strange whistling noises and lights at his window, and again they vanished. As the hours went by, his fuel and battery ran flat, leaving him with no choice but to struggle back to a lodge eight miles away. On his journey, he discovered the Montego car parked on the road. In 2017, an apparent sister-in-law of one of the boys wrote on a blog site that the boys had come to the aid of a woman in the parking lot after the game. Another group of men then confronted them and chased them in their car up the mountain. Shotgun casings were found at the base of the road. Was it possible that they had been shot at and ran for shelter? She also claimed that Gary's body was never found because he had been murdered and thrown off a bridge. However, this is highly unlikely. As I mentioned, the men had been spotted in a shop buying snacks after the game. If they were being chased, they would hardly stop to get snacks along the way. Other paranormal enthusiasts speculate that the men were attacked by a yeti, which hunters had claimed to have seen in the nearby area. It's worth noting that Ted would often phone Bill and relay strange stories that had made it into the local papers. Could he have convinced the other men to go to the mountain in search of the yeti he read about? Hopefully one day this heartbreaking story will be solved for the families and friends of the men. Or maybe it shall remain as America's Dyatlov Pass. The end. Oh my god. Gagged. Gagged. I I think they went looking for a yeti and I think they found one. I don't know. It's very weird. It's very weird. Um... So when I first started like researching the story, like obviously what comes up is the fact that they had like intellectual disabilities and mm-hmm. stuff. Most of the men were actually held down jobs. Like one of them was able to drive. Like they actually were f- fully functioning. Yeah. People were saying uh, then there's like different theories like we're kind of saying that they weren't equipped, you know, to deal with to like survival skills. But two of the men were in the army. Like. Yeah. So that's what like, I was thinking. They would have had some sort of training yeah, you know that's what I was thinking yeah and you might say like yeah but y- you know they were both discharged from the army yes they were but um, at least one of them and not the guy that actually drove the car like he was sorry he the guy that drove the car was actually one of the guys that got discharged from the army but he was like basically fully functioning right mm-hmm. the other guy had got discharged from the army because of like a drug induced paranoid schizophrenia mm-hmm. but he was on medication um, he wasn't he didn't have a physical disability or like you know he kind of was like of sound body and mind as such mm-hmm. he just would have had like a men- 
mental illness like mm-hmm. schizophrenia which is like I mean there's loads of people nowadays that like are fully functioning and yeah, live with schizophrenia you know yeah completely but, but, but yeah he was, he was discharged after the fact of the drug fuel thing and yeah. what I'm trying to say is that he would have gone through his full training yeah. he would have had survival training he would have yeah. he would have you know been able to function and and probably would have got them through it yeah um it's it's just really weird that you know it's obviously a really sad story because obviously something happened um and that they ended up in the situation they're in but it's but i think this the most mysterious thing about it is is like why did they do that they were they were a group of men that like were they they buddied together but they used to like you know if they said they were going to the park it would they would go to the park and then they would come home mm-hmm. like there would be no like weird there would be no like weird like oh let's just do a spontaneous you know such and such so i don't know another theory is that the guy uh madruga like that he had suffered some sort of mental breakdown and kind of drove them to this mountain area mm-hmm um, which is kind of a bit bizarre. I don't know. It's, it's kind of. I think it's a bit clutching at straws, really. No, I think you know, it's always like, oh, well, blame it on the guy, like you know, that has a mental illness. But I mean, you know, if he has been taking his medication, he seemed like pretty stable there. Like, and if if he was now, yeah, maybe if he came off his medication out in the middle of the woods somewhere with a yeti chasing yet, that would be the time that you might start acting a little bit out of the ordinary. But I think it's really crazy about your man <laughs> casually having a heart attack in his car and then waking up and being like I had a heart attack but everything's fine now but the whistling <laughs> that just happens to me every Wednesday but the weird the the whistling noises and seeing like um women with a baby or whatever like a woman with a baby it just seems it feels to me like they were um they were either lured there and they didn't, you know, that night something happened and they were lured there. Like maybe mm. they were following lights in the sky. Maybe they saw something and they, they followed them or else they were chased there. Uh, or, or after yeah. they bought the snacks. Imagine like an, in a high speed chase and you'd be like, sorry, will you just pull over at the nearest century there? I fancy a packet of chickadees. I like like they the cops the cops won't catch up on us, but like mm, I do think the yeti thing is kind of interesting that the guy had a particular interest because this does seem like the perfect place to go looking for a yeti. Well, yeah, he did. It didn't specifically say he was interested in like paranormal stuff, but he used to ring one of the other guys and they talk the whole time about strange stories in the newspaper mm-hmm. and just the fact that yetis had been seen in the area it kind of leads me to believe that they probably like he like it, it could be a possibility that he was just like let's go up here it's weird or something you know mm-hmm. um and that they just had a weird kind of like moment of spontaneity and so so strange that 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 poor man died in the cabin, even though there had been enough, and he'd lost loads of weight, even though there had been plenty of food to keep him going. Yeah, it's just so weird. There was another weird thing as well: is that in the um in the trailer they found a watch. I think it was that that didn't belong to any of the men. <gasps> that like the family were like they were like don't know who owns this watch. <gasps> But if they were held hostage there, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, the only thing is, is that maybe if someone was held hostage and the other ones got away. Mm -hmm. But it does make sense, like, that the police's kind of theory about it was that three of the men had gone to get the car 
Yes. And then another guy stayed with the guy behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when the three friends didn't come back that he went out to try find them or something, you know, mm-hmm. that maybe that guy in the trailer just had some sort of like absolute breakdown and yeah. just was like a bit, and he was really was it catatonic. Yeah, yeah. He, he, so he, then he mightn't have been eating anyway. And maybe that's why he lost so much weight. Like maybe one of them got really, really ill after they got lost out there. It's just so crazy. It, like we'll never know how hard for their families. That's so sad. It's stories like this that I'm like, like, sorry. Yeah, it's stories like this that that make me go, I'm never leaving the house again ever. I, 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 I'm not going on yeah. holidays, just going to stay here forever. Because it, ju- it just seems like there's something, it feels like in this story and in the Day Love Pass one that they came across a force that like was just way bigger and stronger than them. And they were just fucked. <laughs> okay, Annie, we're moving on out of this uh, sad, scary place to go to an even scarier, sad place. It is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, 
Es que el Murican en el Annie, how are you fixed for a few questions? Oh, the public want to know. I put out the call and they said, we want to know. We want to know. I said, hold on. And they said, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a fiver per question. Please, please proceed. Our first question comes in from yourself, you sad, sad individual. <laughs> and it comes in and you have, you have wrote to ask yourself, who has a better singing voice? So Annie, who has a better singing voice? I don't know who you're asking, comparing to. Is it me or you? Is it just in general? Um, so who has a better singing voice? The answer is A for Annie. Thank you. Next question. Oh my God. Sean Ellis writes in and he says, Annie, who would be your dream lover? Vampire, werewolf, mothman or Frankenstein? Frankenstein's monster? Oh, Sean, I think you got engaged during the week and I want to say happy, happy, happy oh, day. Yes. Congratulations. Um, this, uh, this episode's dedicated to Sean and his engagement. Congratulations, yes, Sean. Yes, he's a lucky, lucky man. Whoever got you, God rest him. Um, oh, give me the options again there. Vampire, werewolf, mothman or Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with werewolf. I just like a bit of hair. I like the whole rugged thing. I think they could keep you warm at night and scare off any intruders. And, um, yeah, like I think they'd, they'd throw you around the place a bit to show you a good time. I'm going to go for werewolf. Lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely. Loves a bit of a hairy chest. <laughs> Deborah writes in and she wants to know, have you always been a vegan? Pull up a chair, <laughs> listeners. Pull up a fucking chair. Pull up a sofa or a fucking bed. You'll need it. Thank you, William. No, I haven't. I grew up on a... <laughs> grew up on a... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm yawning. No, I haven't, Deborah. I grew up on a dairy farm and they actually love, love, love taking the absolute piss at me. Been vegan about five or six years. Thanks for your question. Oh. Uh, Tanya Middleton writes in. She says, I make the best vegan shepherdless shepherdless pie in existence what is your signature dish oh my god i love shepherdless pie because oh my god i just love anything with potatoes on the top like cream potatoes mashed potatoes but my signature dish is actually um a mushroom pie in puff pastry with a gorgeous um sauce made from coconut milk doesn't sound like much now lads it's absolutely stunning i will send you the recipe thanks so much uh, Mary Newman Lothian writes in and she says, um, Annie, what is your all time favourite song? Um, oh God, like this is the hardest question in the world. Like per genre? I'll ha- no, I'm only messing. Um, probably an Irish. Oh, my bitch. Probably an Irish. What did you call me? An Irish. Probably an Irish folk song, I'd say, if I had to choose, I don't know, one of Luke Kelly's songs. But I have to say, for years, for years, even though I was a total metalhead, secretly back in the back of my mind um i was still obsessed with i have nothing from the bodyguard whitney houston and i couldn't even tell everyone that that was my favorite song because i i really was into metal music but it made me very sad (laughs) and now the bodyguard makes me very sad oh because of whitney i just can't take it um, so just live your authentic self, Annie. Yeah. Just live your authentic okay, self. Okay, thank you. Okay, I was a confused teenager. Thank you. Next question. Luke Scott writes in. He said, "If you were a dog, what breed would you be?" <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. 
Will tells me I'm a dog all the time and uh, he's always telling me what kind of... Well, you call me I'm a dog as well. No, no, I think the whole dog slinging actually started from you, Will. Um, Oh, God. Roll back the tapes, Roisin. Roll back the tapes. Get out out volume number 271. Um, Round the middle, chapter 55. Do you know what? My sister has a Newfoundland, or as you say over there, Newfoundland. Um... And he's just divine and he has the best life ever. I would say my dog, but my dog's quite neurotic because he's a rescue. Whereas her dog is um, beautiful, the chilledest dog in the world. He loves swimming, so I would love to be a dog that could be in the water all the time. And he doesn't get cold in the water because he's double coated and he is fab. And he just basically eats, sleeps um gets lots of petting and repeats and who wouldn't want a life like that so thank you gorge denise writes in and she said if you could be sorry if you could live in tv show world (laughs) which one would you pick oh my god so many worlds to choose from but i think i'm gonna have to go with like dynasty like and be like in the carrington family and be one of those uh bitches that just slaps people across the face the whole time oh alexis god, carrington <laughs> and i would love for all my scenes <laughs> to end with like all my conversations end with how dare you and then I just like slap somebody across the face plus I wear an awful lot of eyeliner and always like a two piece like matching kind of business suit even when I'm just in the house with high Mm. heels on and I always have a hat on even if I'm just watching daytime TV what was that about but it's just so glam and bitchy and everyone seemed drunk the whole time they always had a cocktail in their hand like I am there for that and people didn't know that smoking killed you yet really so I just be smoking the shit out of it and having affairs and slapping Will across the face Will would be oh my god Will would be my stepdaughter who I kind of hate because she thinks she's really pretty and she's a little pretty bit pretty but she's not as pretty as she thinks she is and somehow there's this weird vying for my husband's kind of affection going on and whenever she comes in we have a fight I would just like slap her across the face and then drink my olive martini and be like your father never loved you thank you Wow, you really need to up your medication dosage. <laughs> Jennifer writes in and she says, she wants to know, would you rather be able to read minds or predict the future? Oh my God. Um, you know what? I, like, off, like straight away there, I wanted to go for read minds. But I actually think that like, if you could read some people's minds... If you just read minds walking down the street, I think you'd be very, very upset a lot of the time. Because if what's going on in people's heads is anything like what comes out of their mouths, I don't want to be living in there either. So I think I would like to predict the future and be like that, um, be like that Spanish uh, guy who got really rich from telling people their star signs and like telling them what was going to happen in the future even if I didn't have a clue I'd just make it up um, yeah I, I'd be one of them and I'd wear a big long I'd grow my, my, my dye out and have a big long grey head of hair and I'd wear like moo moo kind of floaty things the whole time and I'd loads of crystals around my neck and I'd be like calm my child and then people would think I was a goddess beautiful Melanie wants to know would you rather be Wednesday Adams or Lydia from Beetlejuice <laughs> 
Oh my God, Wednesday Adams all day long. I loved her. She was my icon when I was a kid. And I think I might actually be dressing up as her for Halloween. Am I too old? Absolutely. Am I going to do it? Absolutely. Um, one of my favourite characters in a scary movie ever. I love her. Shout out to Christina Ricci. Thank you. Uh, Jamie writes in and she wants to know, would you rather cry when you laugh or laugh when you cry? <laughs> I think, Will, you know this, that the line with me is very fine as it is. Like Very fine. Like, I often start crying when I laugh. And I, I mean, yeah. maybe nearly every time. Like, I do that hysterical kind of laughing, crying thing, like, quite a lot. I don't even know which one I mean to do sometimes. But I suppose to cheer myself up, if I have to choose, I'd rather laugh when I cry. I suppose. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. It's a very fine line. It's a string that kind of uh, can snap. Uh, Laura, Laura Michelle writes in and she says, wants to know what kind of things do you and Will sell at the farmer's market? Oh! Placed here for advertising. Thank you so much. Um, we sell. I sell artwork, paintings, and my kids' book. And um, Will says beautiful, handmade candles, wax melts, and other little trinkets and gifts. And we did very well with it, actually. Um, but I don't know if we're going back now until like Christmas time. We're ramping up to the old Christmas period. Um, and there'll be loads of box sets from Will's lovely company available. Um, and uh, for me, I, I don't know. I'll just keep painting and see what happens. Thanks, you bye. Thanks for your question. Gorge. Alison writes in and she wants to know, what is the most annoying question you've been asked on a regular basis? Um, how would you get your protein? Oh, yeah, that probably... Oh, like... You, it? Oh, like... Or, like, um, when are you going to go back to work? <laughs> the answer is never you cunt um, no like as a person who doesn't oh eat as, no as a person who doesn't eat meat um, like loads of people like you get your protein while your um, colon is actually falling out of your body because you don't get any fibre because you eat shit the whole time you should be concentrating on fibre more than protein number one um and number two uh yeah like when i was giving up my job a lot of people were like what are you gonna do what, what, what are you gonna do when you and people still ask me where when i'm going back to work and i was like oh, i work for myself now and i'm never working for anyone else ever again thank you you thunder cunt oh my god eating her words <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a uh, maybe one two year anniversary on this yeah. and see where we're all at jump in. to me on job bridge in six months time go up there that go on next question never Annie never um, Vanessa writes in and she wants to know have you ever played with a Ouija board oh my god Vanessa no and I don't think you should do it either Vanessa I am like I am aren't I the biggest wuss in the world well I'm terrified of doing that lads like I just think that something would come down the biggest deepest from the biggest deepest darkest hole a spirit that has never been unleashed upon the world today um, until today and would attach itself to me and that would be me gone driven insane 
Um, I'm, yeah, I'm curtains. Curtains gone. I'm, 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 I'm terrified. When I even see them for sale, like online and stuff, they pop up on my fucking Instagram feed. I'm like, no, Satan, not today, bitch. <laughs> uh, Debbie Robertson writes in, and she says, "Which song would Annie like to? Which song would Annie like Will to sing to her? Winky emoji." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh God! I'm always getting these big bugs to me. Um, uh, because you loved me, Celine Dion. <laughs> uh, like I might just sing this now. Um, I think so. <sighs> Roshin, just start up the wind machine, will you? <laughs> Just get it up, crank it up there. The higher, higher, come on, you know me now. Um, I'll have to get the, I don't know the air of this. I do, I know the, you all I know is this song is. Because, oh yeah. Come on, you know Sorry, this, yes, bitch. Yes. Don't be pretending you need to look up the lyrics now at all. Crank up that wind machine, put in your hair extensions, put a bit of lip gloss in so your hair gets stuck to it when it flies across your face and you sing, girl. Because you left me. No. Absolutely not. Take me back in the arms I love. Need me, you did before. Touch me once <laughs> again. And I remember. That's not the song. I don't know. I don't know the words to this song. I'm sorry, and you can't put me on the spot for that. If it's not Cindy Lauper, don't fucking ask me um will uh our next podcast will begin with that song and we won't let you down there listener um because i didn't let my listener down when they asked for a song so just watch out for next week's episode i will give over 10 seconds of it to will singing at the start next question please yeah you did uh janique writes in and she says annie do you think will would catch you in a trust fall (laughs) exercise would you (laughs) catch him Mm. I, interesting. Hi, uh, Janique. I hope you're keeping well. Um, I would absolutely catch Will in a trust exercise, but he would absolutely not catch me. And I don't care whether it's a physical impossibility I or an actual impossibility of our friendship because he's actually a cunt. But he, I, I really, really w- like it's not that I wouldn't, he wouldn't. But I would catch him. I would catch him. Well, um, I believe that that was my question. I believe it was my question and I answered it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for exposing yet another flaw in his character, Janine. I think that Will would catch me. I think Will would catch me, actually. I think he's actually a really nice fella. Is that the way... Okay, I don't have a big Wexford (laughs) accent, by the way, Will. You're going to have to try and edit that Roisin, I don't. Oh, fuck. Go on, then. Start up the autocue. Michigan parents owe son (laughs) $30,441 for tossing out prized porn collection. (laughs) (laughs) A judge has ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay 
$30,441 to their son for getting rid of his pornography collection. US District Judge Paul Maloney's decision this week came eight months after David Working 43 won a lawsuit against his parents. <laughs> he said they had no right to try out his collection of films, magazines and other items. What were the other items, I wonder? <laughs> Working Sex had dogs. lived at their grand... Yeah. Working had lived at their Grand Haven home for 10 months after a divorce before moving to Munich, Indiana. I think it's Munich. I'm sorry if you're from Indiana and you listen here. The judge followed the value set by an expert, MLive.com, reported. Working's parents also must pay 14500 to their son's attorney. After moving to Indiana, Working learned that his possessions were missing. Frankly, David, I did you a big favour getting rid of all this stuff, his dad said in an email. That's the end of the story. Oh, that is fucking bad. That is literally the end of the report. That is bad. The father had the last that- word there, right, didn't he? <laughs> but um, that was like you know that. What? I thought that was going to be like some eighteen-year-old. Like, and when I learned that he was forty-three, I was so like, Ah, I. come on! Like, you can't pull the lad off yourself yeah. like that long. Like, come on! Like, thirty grand's worth. Holy Lord, go out and I get know. a job, will ya? <laughs> I know and then yeah I did actually think the very same Annie I thought this is like an 18 year old little rich kid that is uh, sue my parents because I have no respect for my (laughs) and then I found out he's 43 I was just like you're a sad sad little man I got an English accent on me and everything (laughs) you should get more pissass in it and then I was like this you're pathetic <laughs> you know when they, you don't pronounce the full word you're pathetic bringing your mum and dad into the courtroom like that you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> you're disgusting what were your fucking toys and then I then I, then I could very easily now with that accent slip into the cock destroyers but that's for an other X-rated oh. Patreon episode, which we already had on Wednesday. Oh my god! Oh my god, guys! If you want to hear, if you want to hear, will be absolutely puzzled by um, a scenario involving the female genitalia. You're gonna have to listen to this week's Patreon because he was literally, he was literally as confused <laughs> as to how this could happen. He just sounds so gas. You know that man had never gone down out on a lady because he don't know bitch <laughs> yeah definitely I'll agree with you one of us was clueless the other one it seemed to be a regular occurrence <laughs> if you know what I mean <laughs> I got that impression and let me tell you I felt that very strongly I felt it like an, a, a magnitude 9.0 <laughs> um, earthquake is how I felt that now I have been awake since Wednesday thinking about it and I just I don't know but yeah if you want to uh, get in on that conversation uh, listen this isn't just a paranormal podcast we teach people things as well on the show whether you're paying for it on Patreon or here for free like did you know that Annie's actually a dog she's not actually a human (laughs) We teach you. Only rest and I love you, Annie. We teach you how to live in the modern world. We keep you free songs. 
Um, but yeah, if you want to uh, sign up for Patreon, you know what to do. The links are in the episode notes. If you don't want to sign up, no problem at all. But I will judge you. <laughs> I have to go. My, I can't see my, you, but my, my ears, my voice can penetrate you. My battery's dying. Oh, right. Oh, it's that time in the show where we get these excuses come in like no wash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my house is on fire. Oh, I've got a shitty kitty. Oh, my battery's dying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rightio, I'll see you now next Wednesday. Yes. So if you want to get us on the L socials there, you can get us at patreon.com forward slash mysteries of the unexplained where you can send us a little grinds your gears if there's something that's really annoying you and you want it read out on the patreon we will solve that issue for you very little money is involved in that you see if you want to join our facebook group at mysteries of the unexplained and our page on there as well that's where we have loads of discussions and you can ask questions for ask will ask any anything every week yes you can Thank you very much. And we are nearly coming up to 100 review, rating reviews, <gasps> written reviews on um, Apple Podcasts where we can actually only really see them. But uh, yeah, please, 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 if you haven't done so already, um, we would love if you could send us a little review or tell a friend about us or whatever you would like to do if you can't get Patreon. Either way, we love you. The Thank littlest you. movement you could do is just hit the subscribe button because it helps with the old algorithms. I don't know what they are. That's a word. Uh, and share, like and s- subscribe. Thank you so much. I thank thee. Well, listen, guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. And we shall catch you next week for more mysteries of the unexplained. Explained, 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This tune is going to punish you, punish you, punish you. Ice cream, you're adding a man. 